Welcome to, welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe and rate and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. Jose, Jose, OMG, OMG, yes, what's up, Elliot? Are you happy to hear? No, 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 no. Me, I never interrupt you. Did you did you feel happy hearing that again? Did you make your blood go? It's a bit like having a party in your mouth. It's like two shots of tequila and one of rum. Is it like that buzz? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, love, I love, I love how you read my mind. mind. You're spot on, hundred and twenty percent. Exactly what I was thinking. thinking. Did you miss? Not, not because I'm here with you, but oh, because no, 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 I missed the podcast and the the guest we have today. You missed him. I'm excited about that. You've just met. No, I didn't miss him. I'm excited about that. That's a deep connection there and then. That's a deep connection. Look, there is something you know. There is there is a study that has been done, and when I saw him the first time, he was yawning. And then, and then he made, he made me yawn. <laughs> and there is a research that says that the time it takes from one person yawning for the other to yawn, the shorter it is, the stronger the connection. Now, if ever I yawn, I yawn. That is not a real study. That is not real, is it? Don't be jealous. That's not real. Just accept it. Are you saying, in order for me to connect to JM here, I need to yawn and he needs to yawn? No. I said There we go. We're connected now. I love you. Okay, okay. welcome to the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. We have taken a two-week break in case you couldn't tell. And today we're going to restart it out with an incredible guest called J.M. Ryerson, who's going to tell us all about himself shortly. We're going to talk about how to be that high-performing speaker. And I'm so excited to tap into the knowledge, the expertise, the wisdom that is J.M. Ryerson. Jose, where have you been for the last two weeks? Tell us quickly, because I want to dive in, because actually I don't really want to hear, but I'm sure the listeners want to hear, but you know, people on LinkedIn might want to hear, some people on YouTube might take an interest, so tell us about the last two weeks. <sighs> okay, moving on. Okay, moving on. That was fun. Oh, wow, that was amazing. That was fantastic. We're so well connected here, people. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm not going to I'm not going to share what I've been up to because I'm, you know, you know. If you, if you see, see, I still have a bit of a bruise here. here. I mean, it's a scar on my forehead. And that, that happened because my phone got stolen. But the funny thing is that I posted a video on LinkedIn because I was so upset. I was pissed off. But then people said, that was for the person that stole your phone, not for you. All right, not for my story. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, Boo you, mister. Okay, so where was I now? You All right, you so people thought, well, well, people thought that, that I had been attacked. Oh, Jose, Jose no, you, you, had, you were attacked and stuff. And actually, actually, what happened was, he, he took my phone out. Well, he, yeah. yeah. And then when, and then I, when I tried to chase him, him, I fell. And since then, I've been running. So I'm running in the mornings. Yeah, let's carry on. Well, I'm sorry to hear your stone was stolen. Your phone was stolen. And I'm even sorry to hear it. 
Where's my last one? You had a picture of me. Is that why they stole it? Yeah, that's probably why they stole it. Yeah, the guy did say something. Amazing picture. Then he ran. Anyway, anyway, we're digressing here. I think. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm sorry to hear, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're healthy and you're safe. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You say amazing picture. That's what you just said. No, I didn't. Anyway, that's not well. We're not, not going to... James just sitting there going, what have I let myself so into? Like it seems like the last few guests just give us that look like, going, like, why, why did I come on this podcast? Well, you came on this podcast, James, to share your amazing, to share your amazing expertise and knowledge about how to be a high-performing speaker. That's why you came on this. But before I dive into it, first of all, thank you for joining us. I know it's early-ish for you where you are in Boca Raton. Is that right, Boca Raton? In Florida. So thank you for joining us. Is it is it rainy as it is? Is it here or is it nice and sunny? Well, brother, it's about 75 degrees and perfect right now. So no rain right now. Uh, no, it's pretty nice outside. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we do this show on Clubhouse every day at midday, and uh, we have a guy who joins us and he's staying and he's in Florida. He's like, good morning from sunny Florida. Always sunny in Florida, according to David, who we have interviewed on here at some point. Well, if it makes Jose feel any better, the last time my phone was stolen was in Barcelona, and it was raining, and I actually did get it back using Find My iPhone, and it only cost me 50 euros, so... Believe it or not, the guy that stole the phone actually continued to take my calls. I tracked the phone to his apartment and I said, look, man, I, I'm not going to let's be cool about this. I'll pay you money. Just give me my phone back. So, Jose, hopefully that's what happened for you. But the Barcelona man that stole my phone, he gave it back. So bummer for there stealing it. Thank you for there giving you it back. And then no, he punched him. Uh, then he punched story, him in the yeah. face. No, no yeah, well, then he punched me. No, no, you, 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 know, you know, you know what, guys? Just to get this whole story out of the way, my wife, before we were traveling, because we went to Barcelona and then we went to San Sebastian, where my parents live. And she said to me, "I'm going to pay for an insurance because I've been robbed in Barcelona twice." And I went like, "Yeah, come on, I've been to Barcelona like ten times. I know the area. You with me? What are you talking about? That's not going to happen." And then my phone goes stolen in San Sebastian, which is a smaller city, quieter. City, safer city. So I messed up big time. Anyway, guys, let's dive into the topic. I don't want to talk anymore about the phone, and I'm glad JM that you could you could do that because this guy turned it off right away. Yeah. No, he was a good. He was a nice criminal. I was like, hey, I appreciate you, man. Like he got what he wanted, which was some money out of it. I got my phone back, and lesson learned: watch your pockets in Barcelona or San Sebastian, one of them, or pretty much the rest of the world. So. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. Okay, cool. So, Jam, do you want, so, to, Jam, do you want to tell us a little bit how you ended up doing what you're doing? And give us a little bit of background about that. How did you end up here today doing what you're doing? Over to you. Yeah, brother. So, this is the fourth company that I've had a, the opportunity to build. And Let's Go Win started because I wrote a book for my two boys. I have a 15 and 12 year old. And the idea was I wanted them to have lessons from my parents, grandparents, mentors, and authors. I like to read a lot, and I wanted them to know some philosophy. So if I got hit by a bus or the dude that stole my phone happened to whack me, then at least they would know what the heck I thought about. So that started me on a journey of a mindset and performance coach. Now, in my other companies, I had done it. I just didn't specifically focus on that. I did a lot of leadership. I did a lot of team building, 
And so I just, I'm fascinated uh, with working with people that want to live their best lives and perform at their highest ability, whether that is, as we're talking about speaking, whether that's, I work with a lot of athletes, whether that's being a father, being an executive, I just, I find the whole idea fascinating because there's some basic tips that everyone can do to perform at their highest level. And I want to share it. I want the world to, to be able to show up as their best self. So every single day, you guys, I get to wake up and work with people on their dreams or aspirations. So I kind of have the best job in the world, in my opinion. I absolutely love it. Amazing. 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 And what were the other companies you built just out of interest? Because I'm nosy. Yeah, sure. Uh, the first one was Affinity. The second one was a company called Assure. And the third was a company called Appreciation Financial. And they were all in the financial services world. But don't ask me any questions on that, guys, because I really don't know much about it. I know how to build teams and I know a little <laughs> bit about leadership. And I definitely did a fair amount of building of the culture. So if you're asking about rates or, you know, uh, caps and bonds, yeah, you're looking at the wrong guy. No, it's not that. Kind no, of, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> apparently, it all comes down to how well you yawn, how successful. How successful is that right? Jose? Is that right, Jose? Mm. It's about, it's the, about connection the connection that comes from yawning. From yawning. And anyway, anyway, stop, stop it. it now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the yawning anymore. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well I want to talk a little bit, but maybe later. Let's see. Let's see, Let's see okay. if you carry on yawning. So, what's your question? What's your question? I know you have one. Now everybody watching and listening. Well, that will that will speak highly of the connection between the three of us and the audience as well, according to that research done by the Italians. I'm sure Simone Vincenzi will enjoy it. Anyway, JM. Well, before before we dive deeper into today's topic, what is your favorite drink when it comes to podcasting or working on a daily basis? And do you think it helps you with your mindset and your performance? Thousand percent. So I have two that are going on right now. I have my amino acids right here, and that's in my Nalgene bottle. And then I have my coffee. Those of you familiar with Bulletproof Coffee. Uh, it's just some, you know, I do MCT oil and some butter that goes along with my coffee. And to answer your question, absolutely, my, uh, specific to the MCT oil, my brain feels on fire when I drink it. Now, whether that's placebo, if that's real, if it's both, I feel, again, it's a trigger for me, and, and that's part of the performance side. I feel at my very best and allows me to show up as the best, just like you guys dancing. Like, I'm sure that puts you in a, a happy mood. And it, it gets people wanting to also kind of put their guard down, be in a happy mood. So it's one of those things. So to answer your question, I always have two going at all times. Okay. okay. Thank, Thank you so much. much. And by the way, I don't get excited when I see Elliot dancing, 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 but I have no other option but to see him every Monday <laughs> doing the same thing. But anyway, but anyway I, really I really appreciate that because it's a great starting, starting point for today's topic. Because, because I see, I mean, when it comes to speakers and everything else, it's not just, you know, what you bring in terms of the content. It's not, it's not just, just what, what you think, think about, how you think about it in the process before and after, before and after but actually how, how you, you know, you treat yourself, how you feed yourself, your energy, your energy levels and everything else. So I'm always curious about that bit. And especially after my phone was stolen, I've been back into a bit of a health kick routine to lose some weight and start, you know, being more congruent. I sent you something, wasn't I? 
Yeah, yeah, you were supposed to send me something. Thank you so much. I hope you will send it at some point. Yeah, so meal replacement. You wanted to know what my meal replacement things and the proteins. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing some green stuff, but I want to. Yeah, no, I don't want your body. That's that's not. It's too, it's too tiny for me, buddy. Anyway, it is tiny. It is tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she say? What did she say? It's not true. I don't know. I spoke, I spoke to my wife about it. Anyway, JM. Brother, brother, so and now, and now let's just take it, take it up a level. level. Um, you mentioned that you have trained and you have worked with speakers, speakers different, different industries. What, what, what would you say is the, the main advice in terms of mindset and a winner's mindset? What would you say to them if they want to be high performance when it comes to speaking? What would be your juiciest tips right now? Well, the easiest tips is uh, this will apply to anything, but specific to speaking, you need to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul every single day. That is literally the basics core for anything if you're going to perform at a high level. So uh, one of the things I work with, especially I'll start with, uh, I'll generalize my female clients. One of the first things I start with is who do you take care of? And the answer is always their kids, it's their work, it's their husband, it's their their house, and never does it come back as I take care of myself. And I'm like, look, that's the most selfish thing that you can do is not take care of yourself. And they're like, what? I don't get it. I'm like, here's the deal. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't perform for these people every single day. Well, the same applies for speaking. You need to wake up, take care of your mind, in my opinion, first. Your body, we all know you guys were talking about working out, right? It, in order to function at a high level, your health needs to be in order. And then lastly, your soul. And the soul piece, I don't care if you meditate, go to church, walk on the beach, take a hike. It really doesn't matter, but you need to feed those three parts. That's really, in my opinion, the first thing that we all need to do. Now, once we've done that, cool, organize in a very simplistic manner. What am I going to talk about? So for today... I'm going to be 100% present with Elliot and Jose, and I'm going to give them everything I can, and I'm going to keep it really simple because, look, if I make it super complex and I'm talking about thousands of things, yeah, it's not very interesting. But if I focus on one to three things and I give it my very best, typically the audience will, you know, uh, will definitely resonate with it. Also, have fun. And that's the the last piece. You guys started dancing, and I was like, well, of course they started dancing. They're they're speaking experts because again that lets everybody put their guard down it lets people you talked about connecting with the yawn piece i know that was kind of a funny thing but look you want to connect with your audience and that's what you did with me immediately with your audience it's funny but now we can really be connected with one another put our guards down and it just allows people to open up mm. Mm. So you mentioned what so you mentioned what you know. I know, I know you stay, you're kind of stereotypically uh, talked about what your do, female. What do what do men, what do men um, kind of um, focus kind of on, focus on kind of, that they kind of the wrong is a wrong thing to focus on. Find when well, you find when you work with men. Yeah, great question, man. And that's our ego, boys. Uh, it's not about you, especially when you're speaking. Mm -hmm. If you get on stage, and I think of people that get on stage and. And the best example I can give is the really polished speaker that won an Academy Award or the guy in this example that gets up and, and cries and he's, which one do you remember two years from now? To me, it's never this polished speaker. It's the one that cried, showed true emotion, let his ego be to the side and really showed up in the world. Now, that's not just for males. That's for all of us. But I say this so many times to people that I work with on speaking. 
It's not about you. When you get on stage, just remember, it is about your audience. So let's say your fly was down. Look, if it probably isn't, but let, who gives? Who cares? If your fly's down, it's down. Go give that audience 100% of you and don't worry about what you look like. And I know a lot of experts are like, no, you have to look polished. No, you don't. You have to connect with that audience. That's the most important thing you can do. So if we were looking at a sea of 10,000 people, I'd connect with Elliot at one side of the room. Then I'd move over and I'd connect with Jose. Then I would connect with uh, you know, Sarah in the middle or whomever. But the point is, it's not about me. I'm connecting with this audience. So that's the biggest thing I, I work with, with males specifically. So the ego. So the ego. It's funny you said that. It's funny you said that. I have a very quick story about your fly, um, being, your fly being down. Many and, uh, years ago. Many years ago when I was play, doing the school I play, I was in Greece. And we did the fight scene. So I was a guy that has it. For those of you who seen Greece, there's a fight and they take off his pants. And so I was that guy that his pants came off. And now normally I would have some underwear over the boxer shorts I was made to wear for the period. But that particular day, I forgot my underpants. So all I had was the boxer shorts and so we had the fight scene and, and I had to walk to the front of the stage pick up the aerial and say oh crap right so I walk to the front of the stage and I bend over to pick up the aerial and I feel this breeze in my midsection I'm like what's going on and then or you can hear murmur going like the people started to chuckle and then it kind of grew grew and laugh 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 and then I stand up and I realize that my schmackle's hanging out over the boxer shorts in front of a thousand people and I've never meant the word oh crap like I meant at that moment in my life. So I just thought I'd share that on air with thousands of people. But you might know that story, right? Because you talked about if your fly is down, you keep going. I mean, that's an extreme. I think, you know, if you're a speaker and your schmack was hanging out, put it back in. I luckily had to go run off stage. But the point you're getting to is you don't have to be polished. You know, people want that slight warmness. They kind of want you to make a bit of a mistake. They want that kind of slight kink to you versus this really smooth polished and there's room for, the, there's really room for the really smooth polished when you go into certain talks and certain organizations but generally speaking when we go to conferences and events especially the entrepreneurial scene they want that slight edginess to you and that's what you're alluding to do not let your schmackle hang out but jm is that what you're alluding to a thousand percent look emotions can you can move mountains if you connect emotionally with with an audience like and that's what we're really talking about. So your oh crap when your schmeckle, as you called it, was hanging out was probably the most authentic piece of acting you've ever done because you were genuinely like, holy cow, my stuff's hanging out. And so and you connected in a way. I, I guarantee there are people that remember you for years to come because of 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 of. Yes, that hanging out. But also, it probably looked like, oh, my gosh, that wasn't planned. That was amazing. Um, so, yeah, connecting emotionally with an audience, it's the most powerful thing you can do yeah. as yeah. a speaker. And it's really, you know, as amazing as this platform is, this is probably the biggest challenge we have in today's world is, look, I have a computer screen. It's amazing I get to see you across the world, but we have this thing in front of our hearts, just like I have this microphone. It's in the way of my heart. I, as a speaker, I never have that anything in front of my heart because I want to connect my heart to Jose's heart. I want to connect my heart to Elliot's heart. I want them to truly connect. And you talked about it at the beginning, and maybe that was by design, but the truth be told, any time as a speaker, if you have a necklace that hangs down too far, gals, 
make sure it's not or put it inside your shirt or some of the things we do wear. Because again, this is the first place that we connect with the human being is through the, through our heart. And if we can get our emotions to truly connect with someone else, they will 100% resonate with you. They'll, they'll want to go with you. And even if you mess up in your words, like I'm, that's how we talk. We mess up. That's okay. But if you genuinely feel like, man, that speaker cares, you'll connect with them. Absolutely. We've all, Absolutely. Moved, our We've all moved our mics from now. <laughs> from our hearts. We listen. No, we listen. But now we can't hear. But now we can't hear. Which, like, which isn't such a bad thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 going, to I'm going to be investing in a new mic. mic. This, this one has been good for the time being. I'm going to place it back to where it was. And that is a very powerful point, yeah. Well, different ones. I do need to go back to the Schmackle story because when you say Schmackle, it sounds like a big thing and it isn't. So, so that, that should be replaced, be replaced with a different with a name. name. Well, that, that is just my opinion, opinion okay? okay? So who knows? Maybe, you, said that you, know, you said that with such venom, Jam. Did you see that? Is that yeah, no, yeah, no I'm upset. I'm upset. That's why I put the mic in front of me now as I'm going to speak to JM. I mean, JM, absolutely. And one of the things as well, which is, you know, the open body language and everything else, if you think about it, what we're doing is opening up all of our our core, our weak spots and everything else to the audience. So gesturing in that same way helps and supports what you were sharing. Look, look, just in case people, here comes my next question. Just in case, I mean, people in the audience, you know, you're listening to this, you don't know the background, you don't know why I'm going to ask JM the following. Well, here is why. I asked him, what is the thing you hate the most? I think that was the question. Or what? Yeah, what makes you go crazy for the good and for the bad? For the good, we spoke about his family. He mentioned tequila and some other cool stuff, which I would agree with. But let's focus on that thing that really pisses you off in this case or upsets you. And you mentioned limiting beliefs. And I couldn't agree more. And I love that. So when it comes to limiting beliefs, what is, what is your angle, angle when, you know, when you, first of all, when you, all, when you spot them in people's language, language and, how and how do you help people to just transcend that as soon as possible so they can achieve what they want? Yeah, I love this question, brother, because I try not to use the word hate, but I hate, I loathe self-limiting beliefs because here's the deal. Most of us have collected them along the way or they were kind of hardwired into us from a very young age. So your parents, as great a job as they did, as much as they protected you, they also gave you some crappy stuff along the way. So, um, but it, but it is one of those things where it's like you inherit some of these beliefs. So one of the things I'll talk to people when I specifically was speaking, I asked this question in every room, how many of you are great speaker? And literally if it was a room of a hundred maybe 20 hands go up, maybe. And then I say, well, how many of you are not very good speakers? And then the remainder of the hands go up. And I said, look, whether you think you are or you're not, you're right. So let's get to the point where we all believe we're great speakers. Because if you truly don't think you're a great speaker, you're not going to be, I promise you. And it's not an egotistical thing. It's rather a belief in your ability to do it. Here's the deal. There are people that are amazing orators. They they were blessed with that silver tongue. It's true. However, every single one of us does public speaking. And whether you're in a one-to-one or one-to-a-thousand or one-to-fifty-thousand, it's all public speaking. So that whole fear is, why aren't you a great public speaker? Because if I say, hey, let's say Jose said, I'm not a great public speaker. Okay. Are you in a good, are you good conversation one-on-one? Yeah, I'm really good at it. Okay. So you're a great public speaker. Okay. Excellent. So if we can just kind of change our mindset around 
audience size to just say, you're just simply conveying a message and you want to connect with a person, whether it's a thousand or 10, it's the same principles and ideas. So those self-limiting beliefs, we got to recognize what they are. Are they real? Most of the time they're not. And we got to get rid of them. So I have something that I use. It's called the three R's. Recognize it, write it down. Then I want you to release it, burn it, shred it, eat it. I really don't care. And then react in opposition of whatever that fear is. And typically, if I get somebody to do that, so in this case, public speaking, let's recognize the, write it down, let's burn it or release it, and then let's react oppositely. So go ahead and just give your very best. Typically, they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Actually, I really enjoyed it. And now the entire fear has gone away. And do you add, do you add reframe it? I don't. I guess uh, it's it's a great point, right? Because that is what I did say at the end is to think of it differently. But I never said reframe, Jose, and that, or excuse me, Elliot. It's probably because I focus on threes. You'll hear me train right. on threes right. all the time. But yeah. it is a good point yeah. and something I should look at because that is what we need to do, right? Is just think of it differently. Yeah. Yeah. If I and may ask, if I may ask, what's a big limiting belief you smashed through and then reframed? Well, you never, or, well, had, you never had any, and you just hated people that had it. Right? Oh no, we all have them, and uh, mine was around money. And uh, my parents are amazing, but growing up, my dad would uh, the people going to like let's say were the members of a country club or drove. I remember the first time I bought my wife a Mercedes. He always said, "Though oh, the pretty people were the people that." went to the country club or drove Mercedes. And so I had a very negative connotation around making money. So when I made a lot of money, like the first time I remember making seven figures, I felt terrible, you guys. I didn't feel good about it. And what I realized is that's not me. That's not my stuff. I've inherited generationally this thought of money is not a positive. And the truth is, it depends what you do with it. Money can do some amazing things. But I had to process through that because, again, I thought, okay, I, I didn't want to be a pretty person, which, by the way, is foolish. I, I kind of want to be a pretty person. But but the connotation was very negative. And so I had to process through it to be like, no, man, making a lot of money can be a great thing. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to create in this world? What opportunities are you going to provide for others? And when you reframe it, to your point earlier, when you think of it differently, it's like, oh, making money is a great thing, or it can be. I love that. I love if that. Anyone does if anyone does have any challenges around seven figures and wants to get rid of them, I will take that burden off you. So any seven-figure people who don't want their seven-figure money, hand it to me. I will gracefully accept it. Let me take that burden away from you. I will be your rock. Just sign it over to me so you don't have to deal with it. I'm just putting it out there, right? No, in all seriousness, I think it's true. And I think we all have these limiting beliefs or whatever we want to call them. That we're not even aware of sometimes, right? And it takes, and it takes something, external something external to put a mirror in front of us and go, you know, you talked about pretty you people, know, and then you carried that only pretty people have money, and pretty people became, pretty people became a frame of reference, and it became this, this sub sect of society, sect of society that, you that you didn't belong to, and therefore you must have complete. So when you suddenly were like, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm joining them, that must have brought up some stuff inside of you. And then we all have that. We all have those triggers, those things that kick off inside of us. 
um, which we need to work through with your, work free, through with your free, free hours as well as you know think of it differently think of it differently because if you think of it differently then we'll take different actions get different results right i think that's and i think that's really you know really important what you mentioned before we go to your before we go to your question jose let's just do a quick sponsorship thing do you want do you want to do the sponsoring thing and and then you can shout out jm's website because he's sponsoring today's episode i'm going to do it i'm going to do it before you click any buttons remind me jm the website uh, let's go win.com. Let's go, let's go win.com. win.com. Okay. okay. So, so people, people, you've already heard it, but now you're going to hear it differently. Pichar, where, Pichar, are, you? where are you? I'm on Riverside, mate. That's the wrong one. Sorry. That's the wrong one. Sorry. That's my Cockney accent for you. That literally is that literally is the wrong thing. I actually didn't mean to press that. Anyway, you just do it without the music. I can't find it right now. Go for it. Oh no, here it is. Oh no, let's go. Let's go. Always get lost with this bit, people. people. Welcome, welcome one more time to the public speaking experts podcast today with the one and only James Ryerson having a healing session, learning so much about him, winners, minds, and high performance, and much more. He is sponsoring today's epic show. So, if you want to find out more about JM, you want to get in touch, you can find him on LinkedIn. But today, we're sharing his website, letsgowin.com. Make sure I've got him here on LinkedIn. Getting touch, fantastic session so far. Loving, loving it, JM. People, people what, else what else am I supposed to say, Elliot? You want me to start rapping now? Oh, all right. Thank you very much. What a pleasure. That was brilliantly executed. Okay, so your question, Jose, and then we'll move this to what people can do about it. What it is to give away tips. Over to you. Yes, I'm going to quickly highlight the element of the limiting beliefs as well, because as you know, Elliot, sometimes when we speak about that, we tend to speak about, well, and I I use a framework called the pyramid of influence. So I like to say when we begin operating from either a higher or a deeper level, which can be purpose or spirituality, and then goes identity, and then goes beliefs. So imagine, so imagine at this as the levels from which we operate as human beings. So it's, so it's way more powerful if we operate from a higher level as opposed to just being reactive to the environment. To the environment. So, I so I was speaking, delivering a session the other day, and the lady said, Jose, I'm, I'm okay with all of this identity, purpose, and, and beliefs, because my thing is that I struggle when I don't have the notes with me. And that's when I said, well, that's what you believe. So people, so people are not even aware, aware of this, as you were said, said, JM. So it's just sometimes it comes in our language unconsciously. We made that decision a long time ago. And at that point, you call them out, uh, what, what would you like to believe differently? Or what kind of decision would you like to make right now that serves you in order to achieve what you want in alignment with the purpose and everything else? So this is powerful stuff. That's why I believe if we can smash them or change the decision we've made, whatever it is in our the label we want to give to it, powerful stuff. JM, JM, so you've you've answered everything on limiting beliefs. beliefs. And how how would you... I like like the word stretch. stretch. I don't like challenge that much because stretch for me is just like, you know, I'm expanding. I really like that word. word. Your coach is somebody and you want to get them to the next level. And, you know, because as we were speaking today about it, sometimes we reach plateau. And when we reach plateau, sometimes we don't know what to do. 
Eventually, we find solutions if we're looking for them. So what, how would you help people that are reaching a plateau in terms of the mindset? What would you give to them for them to go, bow? Well, a lot of times we'll hit them with a, the sticker shock, which is putting something really outlandish out there. So really stretching their, their frame of reference or their thoughts. So let's say, I don't know, uh, money. We'll go back to money since we use it as an example earlier. So often somebody making $100,000, that's like that mark where it's like, oh my gosh. And then you have 250, then you have 500, then you have a million, then it continues. There's always these marks. But if you put something out there where it's like, what about 10 million? Something just where they're like, whoa, what, what you make them realize is why can't you? And, the, and then you have to have them talk through it. Well, I can't because, and they'll say whatever thing that comes to mind, you're saying, well, but why? And then they keep talking and then, but why? And what you've come to find out is, again, these are just things that we're, we're as you said, why is that real? this person was able to do it. So why can't you like when you hear the stories of people that have done these amazing things, it's because they just believe they could. So if we can just shift and say, what about stretching to this? What would that look like? What would that change? And then I break it down to the very basics. Okay. Is so if making again, let's say it was $5 million. What are the actions we have to do right now in order to do that? And I break it down to three things that they need to do. And here's the other thing we love. So we don't have to call it challenge. We can call it stretching. Then people love to learn new things. They love to be stretched. In fact, it's really boring if you ever get something. So it, you have it down pat, down cold. It's easy. Guess what? You get bored with it. So when you're stretching, you're actually, you're, you're starting to fire off hormones that are really excited. And now you're having a better time doing it. So you never want to get bored truth be told, because then you're going to stop doing it all together. So that's, that's kind of what I talk to them about is let's just totally create something that you never thought you could have done, ask some questions, and then let's focus on three things to act in complete opposition of what your fears were. Good stuff. I Good like stuff. So, Jam, what would be your kind of three tips for our listeners to be and develop that high-performing speaking mindset? Be a high-performing speaker. I mean, there's a lot we can pack into that. But what are your three giveaways? Giveaways, takeaways, tips, stretches, challenges. Yeah. So, again, the three would be don't don't call them smackles and no smackles, no smackles or I didn't. Um. Now, the three would be to connect with your, your audience. That would be literally the first thing. That is the first goal that I have. And here's the first tip. Do it off stage. Do it before you ever go on. Because, look, if you go up and at least if you have one friend in that audience, you feel that much more comfortable. So the first thing I try to do is connect. The second thing is, as, as the lady told you, hey, I'm not good without my notes. Forget the notes. You're, you want to have stories ready to go around three ideas. So if we talk about an idea, so let's say the idea is, I don't know, a fear. Well, I have a story that I can talk about how I was fearful in this moment and how I maybe overcame it. So, so having those, those three points. And then lastly, it's not about you. And I can't say that enough. It's when you get up there, if you're thinking about how do I sound, how do I look, what is going on, you're going to come across really distant and not in the moment. 
But if you say for a moment, just forget how I look. I'm just going to give everything I can to this audience. I'm going to connect with, again, Elliot right now, then Jose. It, when you're present in that moment, and I can see them nodding their heads, feeling it, it's like, all right, now I'm getting more confident. Now I'm So seek that out in your audience. Find those people that are feeling what you're saying. Build that confidence and don't focus on how you're thinking inside, but rather focusing on your audience. I love that. I love that. Jose. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought oh, great. We're doing things. You are me. Yeah, me yeah, um, yeah, mesmerized. I love that word. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Nothing. No, I've, no, I've, got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got nothing. You're right. You're right. I mean, you. I'm very, I'm very happy, happy with everything that's been shared. shared. We've, we've, spoken we've spoken about, you know, limiting beliefs right now, the three things you would recommend. And I couldn't, and I couldn't agree more. The one really thing I really like, and I guess, and I guess I've, I've done it in the past unconsciously, because, because I love to talk to people. But you are right. I mean, once you go, you know, speaking and then mingling, once you're on stage, you have got a few friends. And my wife didn't like the fact that most of them were ladies. But hey, it is what it is. They were waving and stuff. The price of being, the price so, of being good so good looking, Jose. Well, well or, yeah, the price of the, of the ego, ego, whatever you want to call it. It's not the schmackle. <laughs> why, why, why do you keep, why do you keep <laughs> going back to the schmackle? I don't know, because I find that word, does, does it really mean anything? Or is it just a funny word? Because to me, it just sounds... You know what I meant when I used it. I mean, I don't want to take this whole podcast and now start talking about it. No, no, of course not. Amazing is that you shared, right? And now we're going to revert to discussing Schmack. I'm so vain. It means so vain. And yes, very superficial. So, Jay, thank you so much for your wisdom, your insight, your knowledge, and for taking time out to be with us today. So, where do people connect with you? Give us a website again. Where can they reach out to on social media? What should they do? Should they send you? specific to message something. to get something this is your time this is your time yourself. to big up yourself awesome. well, hey thank you for having me you guys are hilarious you're fun you bring a lot of value so i really appreciate being on the show uh they can definitely find us at let's go win.com uh let's go win 365 on any social media platforms and then the let's go win podcast so those will be the three places that they can find me and here's what i would tell you i love feedback good bad or indifferent it's the one thing that I ask and I truly mean it. I want to know, hey, you were awesome or you were awful. And I can learn from both as in this resonated or this is where I need to improve. And it's something that I, I would ask of your audience. My ask is please give me some feedback one way or the other. I love to hear it. And I just so appreciate you guys taking the time and having me here. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Really, Thank you. Really, 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 really appreciate you too. So, final, so thoughts, final thoughts for me is this. No. Here's the thing. No. We, all we all have limiting beliefs. Limiting we beliefs. All have those we things all have those in things our in our mind. Stop us. Stop us. But they don't have, but to, they own don't have to, to own us. They don't have to dominate us. And with some simple tips that JM shared today, you can change it. You can remove it. And you can reframe it. But the most important thing is to move forwards, you've got to overcome those obstacles. And to overcome those obstacles, you might just need to do things differently. And by doing things differently, you can expect different results. So whatever it is for you, don't be afraid to hold up the mirror. See them for yourself and address them. And if you're struggling, then you can, of course, ask for support. And that's where someone like JM comes in. I was going to say Jose, but as he yawned as I was speaking, do not go to JM. Jose, over to you for final thoughts. 
Final thoughts. Well, you wrapped the whole thing up. What else would you do? I'm just a little loud. Okay. I couldn't even. I couldn't even finish my sentence. Construct it properly. So you love me. Do you have the one I said to you? Te amo in Spanish. Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. Thank you very much. So look, people. As we always like to say. Go, go and, take, and take, action. take action. We don't we care how much you know. We don't care how much and how often you listen into the podcast. As long as you, of course, subscribe, recommend it and everything else. So that's the most. But we care about you taking action. And then you can keep us posted. You can get in touch with Elliot, with JM, with myself. This is what I've done. This is what I've achieved. And then Elliot, in case you didn't hear him, he's yawning. And I'm yawning as well because we're so connected today. If I had him next to me, I would slap him. That's how strong the connection is and he will love it so so people Keep on, Keep on speaking, speaking your greatness. JM, you're, you're a star, star my friend. Thank you very much for giving us your time, your knowledge, for sharing with our, with our audience. Hopefully, Hopefully we can get on your podcast as well. Why not? There we go. This is an opportunity, is an opportunity for you to say, of course, of course yes. yes. I don't think I you would say no right now, would you? I wouldn't say no. You know what? Truth be told, I would say no if I didn't feel it. You guys are entertaining and awesome, so I'm all all about it. Let's do it. Amazing stuff. I do love Boom. Boom. No, but, no, but then he would have said no. Have said no. And I guess he's said, yeah, I'm going to read your mind just like Elliot reads mine. I think you wanted to say no to Elliot. So that's okay. People, I'll let you all go. Go go and speak your greatness. Thank you very much, everybody. Woo! You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot K. and Jose Yukar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.